Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Terran and Lido will tell you how. They can't do it themselves because they're not that strong. This is the American Ninja Warrior song. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the American Ninja Warrior Rehap Up Podcast. I'm your host, Taryn Armstrong, and with me today is Lita. How you doing, Lita? I'm good. Are you ready for our indie podcast, which means both underground because no one listens to it and also about Indianapolis? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very indie uh, with a Y. Indie with a Y. Yeah. Yeah. As we've learned. <laughs> yes. We are here to talk about episode four of American Ninja Warrior season 10 and uh, very excited to be talking about this episode. Uh, we, we started the episode off um with this whole, hey, look, it's Isaac Caldiero, the first and only uh, winner of American Ninja Warrior. Uh, the, the, the only ones who have ever done it. Isaac himself said, uh, it, it could never be repeated. Yeah. Okay. So we, I know we complain about this a lot, but I want to make clear that like, I have accepted that they're going to call him the only winner, right? He is the only one who got the million dollar check. Whatever. It's stupid, but that's one thing. But for Dan Polizzi to be like, he's the only one to ever beat the whole thing is just like factually inaccurate. It's not just rude to Jeff Britton like the winner thing is. It's like just n fully not true. I, it leg I legitimately felt like this was very intentional shade on Jeff Britton, especially from Isaac uh, saying it couldn't be repeated. Like he was the one that repeated it when Jeff did it first. Right. Uh, like, what do you mean? It can't be repeated. You beat him by like a second. Yeah. Uh, In a like, rope climb. Yeah. Um, Which, uh, to be fair, I just want to make clear that stage four, pretty much any ninja can do it. Like once you make it there. So like, the fact that it's not like he like really took on Jeff Britton in like this crazy stage four obstacle. It's climbing a rope, you know, like, of course it can be repeated. Yeah. Stop that. Uh, um, like, I, I felt like this was intentional uh, against Jeff here. Uh, and we then know when Jeff comes back next season, they're going to they're going to go back to. Oh, yeah the the second person to ever beat it or whatever yes yes uh we know that there has been some bad blood between the two of these guys so uh i i genuinely think this was intentional on, on uh, isaac's part um, which is fine i do live for the drama we get very little drama in american ninja warrior which is nice in some ways but also like uh i don't know you you like a little tea sometimes <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, we have some new obstacles on this course. Uh, we start off with the floating steps, as always. Then we have the cannonball drop, which is just uh, this ball that you have to uh, hold on to with your hands, and it goes down a track, and you have to make sure you don't fall. Uh, then we have a new obstacle, the wheel flip, uh, which I actually kind of like. This is a, a, a good obstacle. You, you can get through it quickly enough, and um, it's... Uh, I liked it. I, I thought it was pretty good. You, you, you jump onto uh, these wheels, um, and then, uh, oh, and then you, you flip them. Have to transfer over uh, to the other one, and then you you spin it from the bottom, and and you it's this entire like uh, axle sort of thing that flips over. Um, you have to get it through these panels at the top. Um, it's very difficult to describe, but uh, you uh, you flip it over, you transfer over again, you flip it over again, so on and so forth. Um, I, I I like this obstacle. 
I thought it was a little wacky. I thought it was like kind of hard to follow on TV. I don't know. Really? It's fine. Yeah, it's like a fine obstacle for it to be where it is. Um, and it wasn't particularly like we didn't really see that many people go down on it, which I think is good because the block run is so hard that like you didn't need mm. two really hard ones in a row. Yes. So then you go to block run, which is the uh, balance slash agility slash whatever you want to call it obstacle. Uh, you have to run across various sized blocks that spin when you step on them and they are not placed evenly they are uh you know crooked and you know uh, the, the edges up and the, the sides are down and all sorts of nonsense um and uh, you have to run across them and not fall like many people did this seems like the kind of obstacle that it would be really annoying if you were in the crowd because all of them were at such a precise angle that it must have taken so long for the producers to like angle it at the exact right way every single block yeah that's definitely an annoying thing that happens. Uh, then we have another new obstacle, the spin hopper, where you uh, I thought this is another clever one, actually, uh, where there are a bunch of pipes sort of uh, sequentially laid out in this sort of pyramid shape, a trapezoid shape that you you might call it, um, that many of these uh, second to last obstacles are. The trapezoid are. without a bottom. Yes. It's like a staple. Yeah. Um, and you have to, you actually have to hop from one to the other going up and then down because they, uh, these pipes are, uh, they spin. If, if, if you have your hand on one side and not the other, then it's just going to spin and you'll fall right down. So you have to hop with both hands at a time in order to prevent it from spinning and prevent yourself from falling. So you go up and then you transfer over to the other side and then you have to go down. All of them spin except for the very bottom one. And I think the top one on the back half seemed to have a little less spin to it. Like most people were able to put one hand and then the other, um, but it did spin a little bit. Yeah. Did the the bottom one on the other side also not spin? Because I feel like most people skip that anyway. Uh, I don't know if most people skipped it, but a lot of people did try to. I th I, feel, I feel like it did spin because otherwise people wouldn't have gone to skip it. They could have just done one hand at a time. Yeah. Um, then we have the warped wall and the mega wall, as always. And uh, we start this episode off like just immediately before the first round even happens. People are getting pizza and I'm very mad. Because you want you wanted this so badly when we were at the taping. Yes. <laughs> I would very much have liked to have been given pizza. Yeah, I it was also a wasted opportunity that he didn't do very well uh, because they didn't get to tell him to go get that cheese. It's <laughs> very true. This would have been really appropriate there. Yeah, he, Akbar could have been like, hey, you need to go get that cheese because I need more cheese on this pizza. Yeah, he does say some, Akbar says like Pavoni and cheese. I like, thought he I said Bologna and cheese. No, his last name is Poloni. His last Pavoni. Name, his last name is Pavoni. So I think he was saying like like pepperoni and cheese, but they don't really sound enough alike for me to be sure that that's what he was going for. Oh my! Well, this is Derek Pavoni, the pizza maker, twenty four years old, the pizza ninja. Um, he was still chewing his pizza by the time he got to the cannonball drop. Yeah, it just looked distracting. Like, yeah. this was a bad choice. Yeah, uh, like, eat your pizza in the warm-up stage, uh, or, or at least don't take such a huge bite. Like, uh, just, like, take a little nibble. You don't need to, like, shove the whole slice in your mouth. Were there any toppings on any of the pizzas that people get? I couldn't tell. Uh, no, toppings would have been extra. Oh, got it. <laughs> then it wouldn't have been free? Yeah. Because if you're giving out 
I listen, I'm going to incite some controversy. If you're giving out pizza that doesn't have pineapple on it, it's, it's garbage. Throw it away. You need pineapple on yes, anything I, other than pineapple is garbage. I won't eat pizza without pineapple on it. Bring your own pineapple. To an American Ninja Warrior taping where I'm surprised to receive pizza? You're not planning on getting free pizza. Or should I just carry crushed pineapple around me with me anywhere in case someone gives me free vegan pizza? I'm just saying that giving giving a, a clean slate of a pizza is by far the best choice because then for crazy people that are like, oh, I can't eat plain pizza. I need I need my extra toppings. Then they can bring their own toppings to it. But uh, you're giving a clean slate to every, it's it's uh it's the perfect thing to give out if you gave if you came with preset toppings then there'd be you eating pineapple pizza and everyone else throwing it away no i think probably it would be about 50 50 people throwing it away no i think there'd be it'd be 50 50 in terms of people that threw it away and people that just took the pineapple off no that's not true people love it it's great pineapple and crushed red pepper can't beat it all right. Well, Derek Pavoni got his feet on the landing pad of that second obstacle, the cannonball drop, but he ends up flipping backwards. He didn't have enough uh, momentum moving forward. So he goes back into the water. Yeah. I also feel like uh, pizza is a good snack to give out at one of these because it looked a little bit chillier because it's in the winter. I feel like I wouldn't want pizza if it was like Vegas and it was really hot. I always want pizza. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Next up was Bill Westrick, the 50-year-old world's greatest plumber, WGP. Oh, that's why he had the wrench. <laughs> I literally, like, he had this giant wrench, and, like, he was talking about, like, this person who saved his life, and I was like, when does this tie into the wrench? I just didn't get it. They called him world's greatest plumber multiple times. He had it on his shirt. I don't I know, know how you missed this. I, it didn't occur to me until you said it that... A, a plumber might use a wrench. Okay, sure. <laughs> I would think that he would have like a plunger or something more on the nose. Pl wrenches are plumbers' tools, much more so than than uh, plungers. I don't think that Mario has a wrench. In... Mar Mario has fireballs. Well, yeah. So that seems like the plumber's tool of choice based <laughs> on my experience with plumbers. I don't know any plumbers personally except for Mario and Luigi. All right. Well, uh, Bill Westrick has had a uh, tissue donation from a cadaver and then ended up getting in touch with the guy's widow. Um, and they, they orchestrated this this meetup for the first time on camera on American. Ninja. this is like uh, the Jerry Springer uh, portion of American Ninja Warrior. Except they actually want to see each other. Yeah. I feel yeah, I feel like this could be a reality show in and of itself, like a series of people finding like the family members of their organ donors or whatever. Absolutely. That could be a whole thing. Yeah. Uh so it says on his shirt on the back, uh, he runs for Dennis. Yes, Dennis was the, the organ guy. donor. Yes, yes, he was the guy, and people liked him a lot. Yes. I mean, world's greatest plumber, like, has he beaten Master Hand? I doubt it. All right. Well, then I'm just saying. And also WGP is just it doesn't have enough precedent. Precedent? Yeah. Like no one knows what it means unless you explain it. Exactly. Like it just doesn't work. Uh, Yeah, but maybe if he gets famous, then it'll really catch on. And anytime you see WGP, like that's where your mind will go. I feel like you need to start with world's greatest plumber. Then when people are cheering world's greatest plumber as he completes stage four, then you can be like, yeah, WGP. That's me. Yeah. Okay. I just, 
think that he's trying to make his own brand. If he did something that was immediately recognizable, it wouldn't be his own thing. I mean, I guess so. But that's like every single other ninja. WGP sounds kind of like um, like an economics term. It sounds like this country's WGP for the year. <laughs> uh, all, all right. Uh, well, <laughs> Bill slips up here on block run, which we're going to see a lot of people do that. Yeah. Yes, it's true. Uh, next up, we have a montage starting with Chris Howard, who is a super fan, 19 years old, uh, mechanic, and he broke down on the first obstacle. Why do all these 19 year olds have like careers? They don't. They just work like <laughs> a part time job. And that's it's better than saying student. <laughs> OK, got it. Uh, Kendall Coyne, I believe, was a gold medal hockey player uh, and got body checked by Cannonball Drop. Yeah, we love women's hockey. Right. I mean, I don't think you should say we. We love women's hockey. I think you should say I. No, we, you and I, and also all of the listeners love women's hockey. You love women's hockey. <laughs> I love all hockey. I do not care about hockey at all. Are you sure? Women's or not. Are you sure that you don't care about hockey? Pretty sure. But what about your favorite teams, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Las Vegas Golden Knights? I, I, I like Penguins. That's really a good opinion, and I can't really fault you for that. There you go. You also skipped over the obligatory, the obligatory cheerleading section. The IU cheerleaders and the Colts cheerleaders are here. For some reason, they bring cheerleaders from whatever the nearest NFL team is. Maybe that's why they don't do qualifiers in Pittsburgh anymore, because the Steelers don't have cheerleaders. You figured it out. Yeah, I wish that they would. They did it once and then never again. I guess so. Uh, just get more cheerleaders. <laughs> I feel like the Steelers like were like, oh, it's like d distracting to the players or some like 1960s reason for not having cheerleaders. <laughs> like, oh, I'm about to catch a football. Ball. Oh, man, beautiful women. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. They got rid of them like decades ago because like some stupid reason like that i don't know well clearly uh if you are a fan uh against that team you should just uh and you are a beautiful woman just go to get like front row seats and uh and just distract their players i don't think it's like this the pittsburgh steelers specifically are like very distracted i mean they're it. the only ones that banned the cheerleaders i, I doubt we're the only ones I don't know that for a fact. Someone fact check me. All right. Well, one of the ones at least. Yeah. Yeah. Enough that we can't have American Ninja Warrior there anymore. Yes. All right. Well, then we have another montage uh, or no, sorry. We're still in the montage. Uh, finally, we have Andrew Roland, who's the classroom ninja who goes down at block run and uh, we get a Shana Na. Okay. I recently learned that it's uh, next year is Shanana's 50th anniversary, the band, because once Akbar brought that band to my attention, um, I started like hearing about them everywhere. You know, it's that thing where like I probably had tuned it out forever, but now I hear about Shanana all the time. Uh, yeah, there, there's a term for that. Yeah, probably. I don't really feel like looking it up, though, because I'm Sean trying to make sure my Shanana account is correct. They formed in 1969. It's easy to remember. <laughs> I forgot they, that that was an actual thing. I thought Aquar just made it up. 
No. Okay. Because on uh, last week's episode of Comedy Bang Bang, which is like an improv podcast that's really good, highly recommend. Uh, this guy's character was that he was in a Shanana cover band and is like a Shanana super fan. And so I really learned a lot about the band. There you go. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> now I'm an expert. Well, uh, the Shanana count for the season is now at two. Oh, I didn't realize that you were uh, actually keeping track. Yes. The two on the Shananas. Uh, next up was Jody Avila, the 32-year-old uh, air conditioning technician. Uh, Big Dog Ninja. How could we ever forget the greatest nickname in sports history? Yes, and his shirt even says now, Big Dog Ninja. Yeah, he's been forced to lean into it after much resistance yes uh he is very fast on this course uh which he's able to be uh, you know we talked about how <clears throat> the last course seemed to be made for smaller competitors um this one seemed to be uh, a lot better for the big big dogs yeah, except for Block Run. Yes, up until Block Run. Right. Um, he and he just uh, uh, he he just dominated up until Block Run. R.I.P. Yes, the big uh, dog ninja. Unfortunately, slips there, and uh, Matt says the big dog neutered by Block Run. <laughs> oh God, that's graphic. Yeah. Next up was Nicole Martinez, a teacher who has students and one of them proposes to on a regular basis. Yeah, this was so rude. She was like, I'm running for this one student who proposes to me all the time. And then they cut to like the sidelines and one of her other students is like actually there to support her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not to mention the fact that this poor student who keeps proposing to her uh, is never going to get anywhere. Uh, she's got a boyfriend. Yeah, that's definitely the only obstacle, I would say, to their yeah. relationship. Uh, it's, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, he is a child, but <laughs> it's, it seems like he's got a shot if he if she just didn't have a boyfriend. Um, I also, I think, would be uh, very offended if I had a teacher go on this show, like when I was in lower school or whatever, and was like, I'm running for this specific student. I'm like, okay, rude. I honestly, I would be offended if, if uh, the, the teacher that I proposed to on a regular basis went on TV to be like, isn't it adorable how much this kid <laughs> loves me, even though he's got no shots. <laughs> is, that something mortified. That, is that something that you would have done as a child though? You would have proposed to a teacher? Well, no, of course not. Cause I wouldn't <laughs> want that teacher to then be able to go on television and make fun of me. The only reason to not do things in life is in case someone goes on television and makes fun of you for it. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I guess like, you know how some people are like, don't do anything that you wouldn't want on the front page of the New York Times or something. Like, I don't know. That's an expression. Um, I mean, I've and, never heard it, but. Well, it might have been from Pretty Wild. They say don't do anything that you wouldn't want on the LA Times. Anyway, uh, I feel like the expression should be uh, don't do anything that someone could make fun of you for on reality TV. There you go. Makes sense. Uh, so uh, she calls herself Ninja Nicole. 
That's not very original, but I guess all of the teacher ones were taken. I guess so. Uh, she does very well here, though. She gets through the wheel flip, um, and then she's the first person through block run. Uh, and and I actually believe that that is genuinely the case, because when she takes on the spin hopper, she goes uh, one arm at a time and very quickly realizes, oh, that's not going to work. Uh, that immediately is going to spin, and uh, and then she's going to go down as she tries to hop up there. Yeah. Also, her legacy is that she always goes out on the second obstacle. So I guess that's why we we see this. Yes. And, and she's no longer having that legacy. Right. And she also eats at the starting line. She takes a bite of an apple because she's like the teacher person or whatever. Stop doing this, especially an apple. Apples are so easy to choke on. And I feel like that would be really distracting because I always have to floss after I eat an apple. Well, and also it makes me hungry. It makes you hungry? Yeah, to see people like even now I'm like thinking about biting into an apple. I'm like, oh, now I'm hungry again. You're right. She should have thought about the people at home watching yes. getting hungry, even though you have access she's, to food she's currently. A of, she's a part of Big Apple, uh, oh, New the York? lobbying group um, <laughs> that uh, is trying to is seep into this this malicious marketing campaign to get us all to want to eat apples. Apples are only an okay fruit and the worst kind of pie. And I'm planting my flag there. No, they're one of the best fruits and all pies are bad. That is a terrible take. I'm not even entertaining that with an argument. That sucks. Uh, but apple pie is the worst kind. If if there were if there was a best kind of pie, it would be apple pie. No, it wouldn't. Stop it. Would. it. You don't even like like what about like non fruit pies? Do you like like pumpkin pies or like I guess pumpkins are fruit. I have you know only I mean? ever eaten apple pie. Like actually eaten. I've tried other kinds of pie. How do you know that they're all terrible? I like I said. I've, I I I didn't even like. I didn't even like apple pie. <laughs> Whatever. You're not a dessert guy. I can't. <laughs> no, I can't trust you. I can't trust you. Uh, next up was Brandon Mears, the 35 year old firefighter, part of the Towers of Power. He's got a baby now. Yeah, and Ashton is doing well. I feel like yes. there was. Yeah, we were worried about that. And uh, they they work out with with the baby, the Towers of Power. Yeah, Dan and Brandon. This is cute. Yes. Right? Uh, cute until the uh, very brutal uh, ending of Brandon's season here, down at Block Run, once again on the balance obstacle, and he is bummed. Yeah, he needs to take like slacklining classes or something in his or spare something. time. Yeah. Yeah. You can bring a baby to a slacklining class. Maybe also get a therapist for uh, just like the disappointment <laughs> that this is going to cause him. Yeah, get therapy while you slackline. Yes. Uh, next, we have another montage starting with Kevin. Kevin. Kevin Libertowski. It's because it was Lib. I was already ahead to his last name. Uh, he, he makes basketball trick shot videos. Yeah, and he actually does one on the course. Very bold. I yeah, it is very bold. I often see these videos that I'm like, yeah, but how many times did it take them to do that? But yeah. I bet they didn't let him try this a bunch of times on the course. They probably wouldn't let him waste that amount of time. Probably not. Yeah, so he really uh, did that. So uh, he ends up going down uh, at Cannonball Drop and uh, Matt says he got slam dunked in the water. Yeah, maybe he'll get a couple followers for his trick shot videos. There you go. Next was Morgan Sahagian, uh, I believe, a beauty competitor of some sort. Beauty um, competitor. 
maybe maybe they were just saying that she was beautiful who knows no she was um, she was a beauty queen she was like a pageant girl yeah that's that's a beauty competitor beauty competitor um a you girl that with your beauty a girl that i knew in college just won miss michigan this weekend isn't that wild is it wild i don't yeah, know yeah that's like how um, often that because ha- i feel like i see like winning beauty pageants to me means absolutely nothing because I feel like 40% of all reality TV contestants have won some kind of beauty pageant. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, there's only 50 winners every year. It's just one in every state. So like, but aren't there, aren't there town ones and other such things? So what I'm saying is it's not really impressive to like, if I won like Miss Pittsburgh or whatever, that would not be that impressive. Well, probably about this big city, but that would not be that impressive. Uh, Miss Pennsylvania though, is like, you know, that's everyone from the whole state that won every local pageant. I don't know. It's what Jacqueline Schultz was uh, when she was on San Juan del Sur. She was Miss Michigan. or she I, also was have, I, I also have never like watched a beauty. Pa- like, I don't even know what, goes into winning it uh well they got rid of the swimsuit competition this year uh because it's not 1940 how do you compete just like how you look in a swimsuit yes they're okay. very misogynistic makes, i would like makes to make sense it, why they got rid of it I, I would like to make clear i don't support beauty pageants uh, and that should not surprise anyone um now there's just like there's an evening gown competition uh which there's always been and there's a talent competition and there's an interview portion where they're like how do you solve afghanistan and it's always stupid questions and then people make fun of the girls for like not having a good answer but it's because the questions are always dumb it's like you have 15 seconds to like talk about the border crisis and like fix it so but see the thing that confuses me is like it sounds like based on those competitions or challenges or whatever you want to call them um, that it's basically just pick the prettiest person based on the judges that in their uh, uh, like perception of who's prettier I mean it's like it's very objectifying um, the problem is that like it's hard to argue that they just pick the prettiest person because everyone is like stunningly gorgeous so they just pick whoever they think like the best representative of the community or whatever will be but like obviously you don't get that far if you're not pretty right but it it's, seems- it's literally called a beauty pageant so yes it's based on <laughs> it's based on beauty and i think they're so archaic and i can't believe they still happen yeah i agree it's very strange to me it was like when we were in vegas and there were a bunch of like waitresses dressed in like scantily clad uh, uniforms and i was like this is still a like how is this still i feel happening? like i'm in the 60s right <laughs> now <laughs> i know uh, but anyway i went to college with and shared a major with the current reigning miss michigan we were uh, both women's studies majors well there so, you go yeah you are adjacent to the most representative beauty in michigan <laughs> yeah she is most representative of michigan beauty the exact there, there you go that makes sense to me that you most rep you represent the most beautiful of the kind of look that most michiganians have right which is like i don't know like you look like you love lakes <laughs> exactly <laughs> you drive a car that's what Michiganders like. There you go. Uh, so uh, the beauty competitor, uh, she was also a bartender and she got served at the wheel flip. Yeah. And they call her Captain Morgan, which is funny because her name is Morgan and she's a bartender. There you Quick, go. Quick, Sharon, what kind of alcohol is Captain Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you if you pick up these things Whiskey? in your life. No. 
It's uh, rum. Gin? I don't know. It's rum because pirates. I barely even know the difference between these things. Because pirates. Uh, okay. Haven't you seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Like I said, like they could be saying they're drinking whiskey and it wouldn't right, make a difference Right, but why is all the rum gone is like a, a line from that. <laughs> oh, right, but it. like I said, the word rum is interchangeable <laughs> right. to me. Uh, I, as far as I'm aware, it's just a difference in like alcohol percentage and I guess other ingredients that they add. I don't even know. <laughs> yes, it's it's a difference in ingredients. It's like how many ingredients can we get that makes it makes you go oh when you drink it because that's what happens in movies uh yeah everybody goes oh when they, they drink alcohol grimace. well yeah because it tastes bad yeah exactly how can how can we make it taste the worst so that you can have the most street cred for for <laughs> drinking it without grimacing no you mix it with things you mix captain morgan with like coke which is i think is gross because i don't like not coke. if you're a manly man According if you're a manly man, yeah, that's true. Uh, men do love to suffer, yeah. so they just drink it straight and it's stupid. There you go. Uh, so then we had Kyle Schulze, who is a deaf grocer, uh, who banged his head at the final pipe of the spin hopper, almost made it through. I was, I found it weird that we didn't see this run because, uh, first of all, like, it's Kyle Schulze. They love people with, uh, you know, uh, hearing impairments, whatever, like any kind of challenge that they've faced in their life. Uh, and also yes. he banged his head at the end of the obstacle that nobody's completed yet. He almost made it. Like, this would have been a great way of showing like just how hard the spin hopper is that he almost made it through. But he bangs his head at the end. He goes into the water. What a dramatic finish. Uh, but it was montage. Why they don't want to watch a deaf person get injured. Oh, come on. Yeah, they do. <laughs> You're right. I'm giving them too much credit. Uh, so next up is Kyle Stratman. Uh, I love this the guy. 28-year-old dog walker. I knew you'd love him. Uh, <laughs> the dog walking ninja. Yeah, dog walking ninja. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's an apostrophe. Uh, he was an alcoholic cool. um, who was cool. trying to get sober. He got a dog, which gave him the inspiration he needed to keep his sobriety he's now been sober for four years has a wife and uh a child yeah i love that they really gloss over the baby he's like i got my life together because of this dog blazo oh and also i have a kid yeah and like at the end of his run he like runs over to and there's like celebrating with his with his dog that saved his life and the wife that saved his life but yeah, mostly the dog mostly the dog yeah um first of all this is an amazing story uh four years sober is no joke and i'm very happy for him he's also very cute and seems very sweet and his dog is a pit bull which is my second favorite kind of dog and i feel like they're really unfairly maligned and so i'm glad that pit bulls are getting good pr and he owns a dog walking business which is great and i just think that he is a big sweetie and i am a big fan of kyle there you go he'd been training for ninja uh for three years before finally getting to compete wow oh did he just knock it on yeah i assume so oh or maybe he just wanted to make sure like he was really gonna be ready well he didn't get on until he finally realized uh oh i need to stop saying that my wife and my child saved my life and make it all about the dog <laughs> Yeah, good move. I'm much more interested in Blazo than I am in his child. Uh, also, they kept mentioning he's five foot five, 125 pounds. Damn. Yeah, that's small. It is. Uh, he. This is also weird because I feel like last episode we were like 
loaded with finishers at the beginning of the episode. This is the first time we've even seen the fifth obstacle and it's like 42 minutes into the episode. Uh, well, the first time we've seen the fifth obstacle completed, do you mean? Right, right, right. Yes. Uh, yeah, so Kyle, he takes on this course. He's very quick across the block run. He makes it through the spin hopper, first person to do so, and he clears this course. We run straight back down the wall to celebrate with uh, his dog. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Uh, next, we get another montage, starting with Jerry D. Aurelio, um, who got to the spin hopper and went down. Uh, Akbar called her Furilio. What? Oh, for know. like for real? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not a good one, Akbar. Did she end up qualifying? I didn't check. She did. Okay, yes, good. she was the uh, third place woman and twenty ninth place Ooh. in the top thirty. Yeah. Oh, good for Jerry. So uh, surprising that she was also montaged, but uh guess it happens. Maybe she'll do really well in the city finals, hopefully. Um, next uh, was Tommy Daly, who is dressed as a panda. Okay, this is so weird because I feel like if you're going to do like a gimmicky thing that like you want people to put on the internet or whatever, like at least show your face so that like you get the attention for it. And also so that you won't be trying to see the obstacles through tiny little panda cutout. Right. Like obviously it's a bad choice if you want to do well on the course. But if your goal is to like be go viral or whatever, like show your face so you can get the attention. Pick something else. You should learn from Rico Rivera, uh, who is the dinosaur guy, but does not get the credit for it. Like they mentioned that he's the dinosaur guy, but no, like nobody that saw the dinosaur video is like, Oh, the fire breathing guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But Rico Rivera at least has his own thing that people remember him for. Cause you can see his face. Like his another thing besides the dinosaur. (laughs) Yes. Well, uh, Tommy was stopped at the wheel flip and then we had Mike Wright who went in a speedo, which I disapprove of. Oh, um, uh, I don't. And he slipped off on uh, the spin hopper. Why do you disapprove of this? I just didn't like it. That didn't answer my question at all. I just felt like it was one too many things, one too many pieces of clothing to take off. But he was a diver, so he wore his diving outfit. Do divers always have to wear speedos? Yes. <laughs> Well, then I don't gimmick. like diving. That's his gag. He's a diver, so he wore his diving outfit. It was weird seeing it with the athletic shoes. Like, okay, there is somebody in Sasuke that competes in a speedo. Probably multiple people, actually, now that I think about it. Um, but they do it as a joke. Yeah, well, I think this guy is probably doing it mostly as a joke. Of. But this was this was far too straight. He's far too muscly. He's far too uh, like well, divers are muscular. You he can't, can't help he, it. That's what I'm saying. It, he played it straight. He's a diver. It's his actual uniform. If you're gonna wear a speedo, it has to be. It has to be not appropriate. It has, it to, has to be to funny. Be silly. Okay. Yeah. Um, I am fine with it. <laughs> Mike, right? Also, I, 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 in general, I feel like if you're going to be competing on a ninja war, like the people in that audience may have seen a bit more than they wanted to. Or some people saw exactly as much as they wanted to. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You don't know. Um, so then we have the next person here, Josh Butler, the 32 year old bus driver. Um, they lost, uh, him and his wife lost their baby and adopted another child with medical issues that was abandoned at the hospital. And since that time, they have then gone on to adopt three more children, three siblings. 
Yeah, I remember this guy from last year. And I think I said it at the time, like, I just I literally can't. I don't I can't wrap my mind around the fact that there are people this compassionate. Like I it gives me so much hope, but I just I can't even imagine doing something this good in the world, like taking on that much responsibility to help others. Oh, my God. It's it's very inspiring. Yeah. And I I also liked that it, it felt to me like the the uh, his wife at one point in the interview was like, I wouldn't call it chaotic. I would call it energetic. Um, and it felt to me like they were trying to get her to be like, oh, it's so chaotic and crazy. Like, oh, our life is so hard. Yeah. Um, but she didn't even want to say like she didn't, which I very much people are very quick to like, oh, my kids are terrors. They're so it's so rough and chaotic. Uh, no, no. Very positive, uh, which I very much appreciate. Yeah, like we made this choice. We're not going to like look for sympathy. Yes, from it. exactly. Um, so uh, Josh takes on this course. Unfortunately, though, slips up here at block run, uh, as many people do. Yeah, this obstacle is a nightmare. Yes. Then we see uh, in earlier runs, Tariq Sanders or Tyreek Sanders uh, goes down on the cannonball drop. Kalea Rayner bounced by the the wheel flip and uh eric shepherd tries to skip pipes on the spin hopper and goes down okay i think i fast forwarded through this montage by accident i almost did <laughs> the in earlier runs is confusing because you think it's about to go to commercial exactly i like like i said the the other the uh, last week or so um i just immediately start fast forwarding when it's like all right, coming up, because uh, they just end up repeating what they talk about when they're coming up. Yeah, coming up, still Isaac Caldero. Yes, uh, they did also show some more footage of the A&W Nation site. This time, no bookmarks. <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> you think that uh, whoever is in charge of that heard our podcast last week and was like, we need to make a final edit on yes. uh, the American Adore You know, You know what happened is uh, there was an email sent to uh to to the editors or the producers or whoever's in charge of this that was like oh hey hey actually i uh can i just resubmit this real quick this foot this uh screenshotted footage uh screen captured footage uh i just uh listened to a podcast where the very uh wonderful taryn armstrong uh let me know that i needed to uh just take something out real quick you think um, he said the very wonderful taryn armstrong after yeah, that, you insulted this person's was, work that was the email uh that was written I uh, I have manifested this in my mind, so I know it to be true. Okay, um, I just feel like maybe that person hates you for uh, making them feel bad. I I'm looking out for him. <laughs> I, I I was let, it's like uh, you know who knows what might be in your bookmarks. <laughs> There was nothing shady in the bookmarks. I just want to know what they were looking up on Survivor Wiki, <laughs> right? Um, so next up was Travis Rosen, the 43-year-old stock trader. He's made it to the national finals every time he has competed. That's the national finals in Vegas, uh, and uh, which is great. And uh, once again, they show sort of like his very first time running. I believe it was in 2010 or something along those lines. Um, and uh, very happy to see the history of Travis Rosen being uh, uh, being honored. I feel like I've never known that he's a stock trader this whole time. I feel like that's news to me. I mean, I say it every time we talk about him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It's weird that two of like the major ninjas are stock traders. I guess Kevin Bull isn't anymore. But like, I feel like I don't know anyone with that job. Well, 
I don't know what they like when I imagine a stock trader, I just picture somebody sitting at home on the computer all day. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm technically a stock trader. I have stocks and I have traded them. Does that go. make that my job? Me too. Uh, or I, I guess I haven't traded. Traders. Yeah. I guess I haven't traded them. I bought and sold them, which is like trading. <laughs> You're trading stock for money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his... I also don't like that they they are stripping Paul Casimir of the Mister Consistency. Yes, title. That's what I was gonna say. They're trying <laughs> to steal Mister Consistency from Paul Casimir. That's so unfair. Like, if someone taller than Jody Avila comes along, are they gonna say like we used to call Jody the Big Dog Ninja, but now it's this guy? You can't just trade nicknames like they're stocks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't take the Beast from uh, from James. Yeah, who would they give it to? The, the the beast guy, the other beast, the ultimate beast master. Uh, what's his name? The the the, the guy that calls the other guy that calls himself Beast something. Uh, Sarah Beast in Houston. <laughs> Lots of people try to be beasts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who the other beasts are, but uh, yeah, that was so rude. Paul Casimir isn't even here to defend himself. Exactly. Uh, Travis's son Caden is uh, doing kid ninja competitions. His and, name is what? Caden, uh, I believe. No, no, <laughs> it's not a name. What do you mean? No, it's C A E D E N. Yeah, that's not a name. How is that not a name? <laughs> I would pronounce that Satan first of all, because uh, like Caesar is spelled S. I mean, <laughs> uh, C A E. Oh, Caesar, yeah, spelled S. Uh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the intuitive way to spell out Caesar when you hear the name Caesar. Caesar is spelled C A E S. A R or E R E R. <laughs> I'm doing a terrible job explaining. That. There's nothing wrong with the name Caden. Yeah, I'm just saying if I say if I see, I need to stop talking. Okay, <clears throat> if I see C A E, then I want to pronounce that C. Sure, but you had a problem with the name Caden before I spelled it. Yeah, it's not a name. How is it? It's a perfectly there are lots of weird combinations of sounds and letters that make up names all over the place. Caden is a is is easy to say and easy to remember. I feel like it's uh, it's it's a perfectly fine name. Just name him Hayden or Jaden. So uh, no, don't name anybody Jaden. Only only name everybody Hayden. Um. Maybe Cadence. That's like a fun name. No, why Cadence when you can call somebody Caden? Okay, listen, I can see that you're getting heated. I can see that you're a big fan of Caden. Is that like your real name or something? I just support Travis and his son (laughs) and their goal to compete together on American Ninja Warrior. Uh, I just thought that it was a strange name and it's spelled even stranger. C-A-E-D-E-N. Caesar is (laughs) C-A-E-S-E-R. I had to write it down. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't big on um, my school didn't really do spelling bees, so I don't have a lot of experience spelling out loud. For I'm a record, good speller. I just I, didn't spell I out have loud. I have won a spelling bee. All right, of course you have. Yeah. It's which was you funny were, because we did a, it. It was a big spelling bee, and there was like a like a warm up round and uh, warm and, up. <laughs> we got to get your muscles warm, just to like to, to like to show everyone how the rules worked and everything. And um and I got the warm up round one wrong, um and then and then I won the whole thing. Wow, nice. Seems like you didn't really deserve it. I did deserve it. <laughs> I I I was lulling them into a false sense of security. 
Oh, you hustled the other kids? Yeah. Was this when you were in first grade learning long division or whatever insane thing you claimed? <laughs> um, I, yes, that was first grade. Uh, but no, the, uh, the spelling bee was in high school? Middle school? High school? Oh my might God. Have been, might have been middle school. Uh, yeah, we just didn't really... My school um, was very touchy-feely and didn't like to foster that kind of... Um, competitiveness, I guess, between us in that kind of way. I don't know. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't have won anyway, judging by uh, my ability to spell out loud here. Well, uh, Travis goes onto this course. He's very wide on the spin hopper and his daughter is crying as he's on it. Um, uh, you know, I, which I felt I felt bad for her. <laughs> Was she crying of happiness? She was crying of stress, I imagine, because oh, that's her relatable. father is on this thing and like might fall. Uh, and it's also probably like 3 a.m. and yeah. she's a child. Um, he went for the early dismount here, ends up getting it. Uh, and then we get the stat. 19 people have attempted the mega wall. Only four have made it up. We're going to see, I think, like four or five people attempt it to, uh, uh, on this episode. Um, and, uh, Travis, his feet slip. He does not make it up the mega wall, but he does complete the course. Yeah, we have no mega walls, um, no $10,000 giveaways tonight. Yep. Uh, we do get the graphic a couple times, though. Yeah, the big shing, sparkle, sparkle. Yeah. Next up was Tyler Yamauchi, the 32-year-old physical therapist. We join him at the cannonball drop. Uh, He goes across the block run, and the blocks don't even move. Yeah, he's a gymnast. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, We get a Yamauchi is looking Gucci. God, get a new thing. Uh, he, he sped through the spin hopper, but unfortunately slips right at the end. Um, does very well up until that point. He is going to qualify with one of the fastest times to the spin hopper. Okay, good. I really should look at that board at the end. <laughs> so I actually know who qualifies. Uh, next up is James Wilson, the 32 year old gym owner. They call him the Natty Ninja because he's from Cincinnati. Oh, Okay. The Natty Ninja. I think of Natty as uh, beer. As beer? Yeah, Natty Light. Oh, that's not even what it's called. Okay. (laughs) So there's a really shitty beer brand uh, called Natural Light, which is like the cheapest like college beer. um, But everybody shortens it to Natty Light. Wow. Well, he's uh, the Natty Ninja. So I've never heard of Natty referring to Cincinnati. I've never heard of Natty, period. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was explaining to you my thought process. Well, we get a package about his wife. She has MS. Yeah, this is sad. It's like um, Lance Picus and his wife's package. Yes. And uh, in particular, she talks about like uh, how she was she was like, you know, I don't I don't want you to have to deal with this. And she couldn't she couldn't push him away. She couldn't get rid of him. Uh, he loves her too much. Yeah, it's really sweet. But I would also like to add that uh, they met at the gym and I don't support that (laughs) way of meeting people. (laughs) Because I think it's weird when guys go up to girls at the gym. It's like we have headphones in. We want our space. Wasn't he a trainer? He wasn't her trainer. He He wasn't? No, he just he said that he saw her at the gym every day. Like he was a trainer at the gym and she worked out there every day. 
Oh, I don't okay. think that he was hurt. Like she was excited about it and it worked out this time. I'm just saying as a practice, I don't think the gym is a great place to meet people. I mean, I agree. I think it's weird when people go up to people at the gym, but I also think it's weird when people go up to people almost anywhere because I mostly just want to be left alone anywhere I go. I agree, but there are more, there are places that are like more, I think, appropriate. Like if you're at a bar, like at least you don't have headphones in and you look nice. You're not like being disturbed in the middle. Like, like to be fair to him, he said he saw her at the gym all the time. Maybe it was like outside of the gym, they ran into each other and he was like, Hey, I see you at the gym all the time. Like, what's up? Maybe this does not apply to like social gym activities. Like I think if you're like at a climbing place or something where like everybody kind of has camaraderie or whatever, I think that's a good place to meet people. I just think it's weird because like people are doing something at the gym, you know, they're there for a reason. They're in the I middle will, of something. I will definitely agree. If you, if, if this meeting took place like mid, uh, you know, like she is uh, in the middle of like her three squat sets, uh, like, uh, no, no go. Yeah. Anytime anyone has headphones in, don't talk to them. That's the rule. Yes, I agree. Um, so uh, this is his fourth time competing. He's never made it to the city finals. Um, and he uh, I, I, I have a theory about this. Um, he was on the wheel flip and they Akbar and Matt were like really over explaining this obstacle as though we were seeing it for the first time or one of the first times mm -hmm. uh, they're like oh so what you need to do on this obstacle is uh, is this thing and it really saps your strength so you need to get through it quickly and uh, oh here's what happens when you flip it over uh, and I was like we're like halfway through the episode uh, this guy must have had an er a very early run and they, they put it into the midway through the episode that's, that's my theory mm, got it yeah but why <laughs> <laughs> Why did they put this at this point in the episode? For pacing reasons. Oh, okay. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I just got a notification on my phone from MoviePass. Uh, telling like, don't me, see Ocean's 8. No, telling me to watch Gaudy. Oh, no, don't watch that. It says, audiences love Gaudy, but oh, critics think otherwise. Who do you trust? See it today. You don't trust anything that has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is the worst advertisement I think I have ever received for a movie. Uh, <laughs> critics don't love this movie. <laughs> See but it. audiences do. What team are you on? I'm pretty sure audiences don't love this movie either. Yeah, I don't think they do. They John just Travolta like it. Yeah, they just like it more than critics do because 0% of critics like it. Right. Um, John Travolta is not exactly a crowd pleaser, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. Like, uh, the Gaudi is the second movie that MoviePass has uh, taken part in distributing, so they have a, a, a big <laughs> stake here. What's the, um, what was the first one? American Animals. I don't think I've heard of that. It's, it's all, that's one I actually do want to see. Who's um, in it? I don't know. People. <laughs> oh, people, actors. Yeah. Wow. I don't care. Who, I don't care the, about the actors in movies. I only care about the actors in movies. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, you should see Ocean's 8. Uh, so uh, he goes down immediately at the spin hopper. And here, here's, here's something that happens. Akbar says, Shana! Right. The prequel to Shana. -na. 
And I was like, oh, my, what are you doing to me, Akbar? I don't know if this counts uh, <laughs> in the Shanana count. So now um, you have 2.66 recurring Shanana's. We are at two and a half Shanana's. No, two and two thirds. No, it's two and a half. But it's two thirds of the word Shanana. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it, that is not, that is not how we're operating. Um, okay. first of all, it's not exactly two thirds. There are, uh, there are seven letters in Shanana. Um, and, okay, so uh, five sevenths. It's exactly. All right. Well, but it's two thirds of the words. No, you're, you're talking about, uh, something entirely different. Um, and he got, he got half of it out. I think it's 2.67. That's my official Shanana count. For no. those listening at home, I'm giving more credit to the Shananas. No, 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 because uh, you cannot divide words uh, more than uh, more than half. You can do you can do like uh, like combinations of words. Like if you did uh, uh, like uh, you took the first two letters and then combined it with another word, then maybe you can say that you uh, you have something else. But even then, you'd say it's two words coming together. They each have an equal part. That's just a portmanteau. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand what you're even talking about. If there's a portmanteau, even if you take two letters from a from a seven letter word, you'd still say it's half that word, half the other word. I don't think that I would say that. I would say that it's just a combination. I don't think that I would do the actual. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Because it's a combination. It's it's split halfway. It's split halfway. It's equal no, parts. A combination doesn't have to be halfway. You be, be, because when because you're not combine. It doesn't mean put half of everything. No, nobody would go and say, "Oh, it's two uh, sevenths this word and five sevenths this word." No, you just it's it's a combination of both words. Yeah, but that doesn't they, mean it's half and half. They each okay. get equal share here. Your argument is falling apart because what if you had three words that you combine together into a portmanteau? Then you can't say that it's half and half and half because you can't have three halves of a no, word. No, they would all have equal parts in right, that so combination. Be, yeah, but you can say like equal parts. You can say like a combination, but I don't think it's half and half. But what I'm saying is that the you just you immediately go to the most even distribution as uh, as possible. No, in I think in celebrity couple names, you go to the one that sounds the best. No, no, when you're talking about the numbers. The numbers? Yes, the numbers. In terms of percentages, you're going to talk about the most even distribution possible because both both words in a portmanteau contribute equally toward the ultimate port. What if it's something like Benefer, where that's not even half his name, that's his entire name? But only it's, part of her name. It's still, it's still, a, it's still contributing. It's equal parts. I disagree. Yeah. So it's uh, the Shanana count is at two and a half. Two point six seven. It's still not even the right numbers. I go by syllab- by by words. <laughs> by words, you go by words. Yeah, Shanana, three words. I- <laughs> that was, those are not words. Yes, they are. They're three. There's spaces between them. Shanana is three words. The band. Look it up. Do you not believe me? So you're you're saying you're saying they're like you're you're saying separate words. Yeah, equals... right. The two thirds of the words, also so two thirds of the syllables. You're you're you're. See, this is what I'm saying though. You're drawing an imaginary line. 
here between words and letters. Letters? I didn't even bring up letters. Because, like I said, there are many different letters in Shanana, but and so you're, trying, you're trying to pinpoint the most accurate representation of the exact percentage here, but you are discounting the letters that are involved. Because I think the words and the syllables are more important. And, and with that, you concede my point, which is that you can't, this is subjective and you can say and should say that it's two and a half because that's the easier and better way to do it. I agree that it's subjective. I just think that it is more than half, no matter what way you look at it, letters, syllables, or words, which is why I'm going with 2.67. You're, you're, you're not, you're discounting any, any sort of uh, objective measure here. There is no objective measure. You're saying this is subjective because you're, you're discounting the most objective measure. And with that, you are giving up any ground that you have to stand <laughs> on when it comes to any sort of objective measure. And therefore, <laughs> without any objective measure, you should go with the best and simplest and easiest representation of Shanana, which is half, which is two and a half. And I have won that argument. No, you haven't. It is objectively more than half, no matter what way you look at it. Like I said, you've given up objectivism. How have I given up objectivism? <laughs> by by ignoring the letters. I'm not ignoring the letters. It's more than half, regardless of you are, whether no, you look at. You are only you are only counting letters when it suits your point of view. You are discounting them when it goes against your point of view. You're the most annoying person I've ever met. This is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and also, maybe the longest argument we've ever had on this podcast. I just feel like I have a very strong position here. Let the listeners write in. <laughs> Tell us on Twitter. 2.5 yes. or 2.67? Well, it is, it is 2.5. It's 2.67. Uh, it's my Sean account. And, uh, I'm saying I'm developing my own Sean account. You are piggybacking off of my Sean account. Uh, you, you didn't even think it was a real thing until, uh, 15 minutes ago. I'm saying that I am developing my own. And I think that we're both entitled to our own Sean accounts. It may be derivative, but it's still fair. I mean, I you can say derivative equals fair, but I think fair is subjective. Oh my god! <laughs> Something about how you've given up all objective ob, objectivism, whatever. <laughs> um, well, this is over. We're moving on. Uh, James Wilson here. Uh, he he ends up going down in the spin hover. I this this run made me curious about um like why we didn't see uh his because they kept showing his wife on the sidelines and we we saw like the boxes um and we saw this also with the dog family where like the family is supposed to sit like stand in these boxes while they're cheering their person on um, so that the cameras can film them in the right spot, I guess. But like, it's also like these, these boxes are positioned uh, along the course in places where the camera that's filming the person running the obstacle course can't see the family. And I was very curious about why, like why not put them in a place where we can see them? We can see all the other members of the audience. You're cutting to them constantly. Uh, Oh, actually I just answered my own question. What? I don't know. So they can cut to them whenever they want without jump cutting. Oh, got it. Yeah. All right. Well, you really logic that one out. There you go. Uh, next up, we have a montage with starting with Megan Anton, who is a softball player and went down at the wheel flip. Okay. Then we had Brian Arnold, who couldn't solve the spin hopper. 
poor Brian Arnold. Yes, montage once again. Yeah, I feel like he gets frustrated with these like obstacles that spin and twist and things like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then Chris Ganji, who narrowly avoided disaster at Block Run, but finished with the fastest time of the night so far by a second. Um, also, we got a reaction shot from Jeff Britton when Brian Arnold went down. Yes, I was very <laughs> confused by he's, that. He's here to throw eggs at Isaac. <laughs> I, I guess so. I mean, uh, he's like, oh, Isaac's competing. I guess I need to show up. And I mean, I think that's why he's competing next year. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He's like, oh, if Isaac is coming back, so am I. It's like how if Dr. Will ever came back, I feel like uh, Dan Kiesling would be like, oh, well, maybe I'd do it again. Yeah, I'm definitely always thinking of Jeff and Isaac in terms of Dr. Will and Dan. Which, who's who? In that. Uh, I guess Dan would actually be Isaac because I feel like Dan is technically better, but Will is probably more liked. That's probably true. Neither of them seem very likable to me of of uh, Dan and Will, not of uh, Jeff and Isaac. Well, uh, um, Chris Ganji, fastest time of the night. And then we have Scott Dixon, the 37 year old IndyCar driver who has a great record or something. Uh, yeah, whatever. He's won a thing. He's Australian. That's good. Wasn't he from New Zealand? Okay, whatever. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm I sorry. The flight of the Concord people will be mad of at of this me. podcast for all the people from New Zealand. Uh, I, I, I understand your frustration. And Lita is just very culturally insensitive at times. And uh, it's something that I have to deal with. Australia is like New Zealand, but evil. That's what they say on Flight of the Concords. <laughs> uh, they call this guy the Iceman. Uh, the Iceman cometh. Yeah. Uh, why do they he, call him the Iceman? He seems very friendly. I don't know. Just, why do they call anybody anything? <laughs> yeah, great point. <laughs> he uh, he's running out of gas at the wheel flip. Uh, oh, get Akbar, it? Yeah. Akbar says, uh, "Ain't no time for a pit stop. Come on." It's so weird that Matt is like his grip strength. Shockingly, looks like it's going out. Why is this shocking? He's a car driver. Yeah. Uh, he ends up going down here. And uh, surprising nobody. Yeah, at least we escaped this episode with only one driver. Yes. Although there was one cheering him on. Okay, I don't care about that. Then we have another montage starting with Ethan Swanson, who f- had the fastest pace of the night, but had his wings clipped by the spin hopper. Sad, I like him. Yes, and he was the fastest to the spin hopper. I do understand why he was montage, though, because we have seen the same package from him (laughs) so many times. He jumps off of buildings. Uh, Then we had Madeline McNeil, who had big buns on her head and Mm. made it to the spin hopper. Yeah, and like all her family members had the space buns, too. There you go. Then Dan Palizzi, who made it by Block Run, blazed his way through the course, failed at the mega wall after getting his hand on it, and still had the fastest time of the night. Yeah, for one second. <laughs> Until the next person beats his time immediately. Yes. Then we had Michael Bauer, uh, or sorry, Boyer. Um, the 22-year-old National Guardsman, they call him Boyer the Destroyer. Mm. Is that like, oh, have you ever played the game Battleship? Yes. The board game. One of the boat. You know how all the boats have different names. Yes. One of them is the destroyer. So I wonder if, like National Guard, like for the destroyer, if there's like a boat tie in there. I'm gonna. Is the National assume, Guard called no. boats. 
I don't actually know what the National Guard does. I'm going to assume it's just that uh, Boyer rhymes with destroyer. Yeah, that's true. I know uh, very little about the branches of our military. We we join him at the wheel flip. Uh, he uses a reverse grip on the spin hopper. He's very fired up. Is he? Yes, he's. But I see. I was rooting against this guy because uh, he was very fired up. He was wasting so much time being fired up. He was like, yeah, and he was like getting the crowd to to cheer him on. He's pumping the crowd up. He goes for the mega wall. He misses the mega wall, and then he's still like, they're like, you. He might get the fastest time, but then he's wasting time pumping the crowd up, not concentrating on on finishing. He uh, and so I was like, I don't, I don't want this guy to get the fastest time he doesn't deserve it wasting so much time uh but he still managed to get the fastest time by 16 hundredths of a second he was so close to losing the fastest time because he wasted time cheering the crowd up pumping the crowd up <laughs> cheering the crowd up there was that yeah, cheer them up. yeah i think i was just confused watching this because i was like who is this person why are we watching this so you had the fastest time of the night so i felt like we needed to show i guess uh, next up was Jimmy Choi, the 42-year-old technology consultant. He has Parkinson's, and he inspired Akbar last year, uh, whose father has Parkinson's, to work with the Fox Foundation. Yeah, the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Yes. Um, Jimmy Choi has been, like, all over the promotional materials this year. Like him and um, someone else who didn't do very well. I feel like on all the posters, they were really going for like the feel good stories. Yes. Well, it, uh, he's a winner. He's a winner. Yeah, that's what that's what they said. OK, um, sorry. People are talking about uh, car things in our mentions. <laughs> <laughs> Just someone, uh, I, you know, said something about a speedway. I don't know. Parade. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I just don't understand what people are talking about. I was wondering if we were going to have to issue a correction uh, while we were recording now. So I was reading the mentions now, uh, but I don't know what either of these people are talking about. Well, that's that's how it goes. Uh, Jimmy, though, uh, just makes it through the cannonball drop, almost misses the jump to the wheel flip and uh, makes it almost through the wheel flip before falling and uh, and ending his run there. Yeah. But very inspiring. They love him on this show. Yes. Then we have another montage starting with Wesley Owens Jr., the Mohawk Ninja, who looked good until the wheel flip. He's he's also a hip hop teacher. Yeah, but he's also got a Mohawk and that's more important. Okay. well, I like dance teachers. Did you think he looked good until the wheel flip? Um, it's not it's not really my thing. The the brightly colored mohawk. You know what is your thing though? No, okay, no, don't. The beard ninja, Philip Hucky. I'm so mad that this guy is the beard ninja because he found a way to make me not like beards. That, there it is. There it is. So Lita like, officially coming out against beards. No, 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 The no, no, official no. representation of all beards on American Ninja Warrior, the beard ninja who missed the warp wall twice before clearing the course. I just don't understand what this is. It's like red and then there's a blue stripe that has three white stars in it. I don't know what this flag is. It's not the Indiana flag. I checked. I don't know what this is. It's it's the beard ninja's beard. Is it like patriotic like i just don't i don't understand it i don't like it just have 
a beer that isn't painted in like a weird America kind of way. <laughs> Look, I support beards. So um, I, if you want to dye your beard, that's great. I just think maybe like a nice solid color, a blue, perhaps a teal. I think it's nice. Put glitter in it. But uh, I don't like the I don't like this. Whatever you had going on. Well, I'm sorry to everyone that has a beard. Um, Shut up. Behavior. Next, we had Rigel Henry, who looks like Spicoli. Uh, missed the mega wall, but did clear the course. I've still never seen that movie. I probably never will. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> then we had Jesse Lebrec, the 28-year-old gym manager. Uh, her package is all about her and Chris and how they have competed on three courses together, have always had the same results. Yeah, it's like they do everything together, by which they mean ninja things and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> According <laughs> to this package. Uh, Akbar says that the new power couple of American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're new. I feel like ever since Casey and uh, Brent <laughs> is his name uh, broke up, I feel like there hasn't really been that stiff competition. I mean, James and Alyssa. Oh, duh. Yeah, that's true. But I honestly, uh, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I, Chris is, Chris has been doing pretty well, but I still would take James over Chris. I would too, but James didn't compete last year. So I feel like they weren't eligible to be the power couple. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, but or also I, it, but, you know, I feel like, I do feel like it's a, it's a title that you'd probably don't want given what happened to the last one. Oh, sad. No, I think, I think Jesse and Chris are in it for the long haul. Okay. I I believe you. I'm just saying it's, uh, it's the, you know, American Ninja Warrior Ghost Island. You know, you don't want the cursed uh, title here. <laughs> I have I have a sense about these things. I think that they're I think they're going to tough it out. I think if you can be really competitive with your partner and still stay with them, that is a really good sign, because I find that to be incredibly challenging. If I'm dating someone who's also competitive, that's why I don't do it. Right. Which is why it worked out for Brent and Casey. <laughs> I don't they don't feel competitive with each I don't know. Whatever. Uh Akbar says uh she's a Lebrec house. No, get a get a new one. Uh they mentioned no woman has gotten through the spin hopper yet. So that means that Jesse is going to get through the spin hopper. She does go crooked on the first pipe on the back half, but uh she does manage to make the early dismount and complete the spin hopper. And uh now she's gonna take on the mega wall. And Akbar is going to, oh, she made the cool walk over. What's the cool walk? It was whatever she did to walk over to the mega wall. Mm. Do you have yeah. a cool walk? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see uh, when, when I compete on, on the show and walk over to the mega wall. <laughs> okay. When you get on the show, when are you making your audition tape? Uh, probably two years from now. <laughs> two years from now. <laughs> I need a lead. Look, uh, the other guy, he, uh, he trained for three years before he got on the show. Yeah, that's true. Kyle. Do you think you would uh, get on the first time that you audition because you have a podcast and they like that? Uh, well, I just call my buddy uh, Matt. Oh, right. I forgot. You wouldn't even have to audition. Your best I friend mean, would just get you on the show. Yeah, Matt's already gotten friends on the show before, so. He has? Yeah. Remember his comedian friend? Nope. Don't remember, but. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, this also, uh, this this whole buzz about Jesse taking on the mega wall, it it gave me an epiphany. It made me realize the real reason why the Megawall exists. 
And so a woman can do it? Yes, to give <laughs> women another, another thing that they can be the first woman to have ever oh. done. Yeah, like they're ever going to run out of stupid stats. Like, she's the first mom of two over 35 to do the third <laughs> obstacle. Well, that's why they're going to just keep introducing things like this that <laughs> they can have women do. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be the first woman to do it? So I feel like Jessie would have been a solid pick. She's very tall. Yeah, I think Jessie's probably the... Because um, Jessie Graff didn't even go for it. I think Jessie Graff might have the best shot, but she didn't even try. She didn't try, yeah. Um, but that's, that, you know, that's possibly because, uh, you know, she didn't need the money and felt like it wasn't worth the chance of injuring herself. And right. she wasn't as in shape as she normally is because she was busy on their movie. Right, but I'm saying, like, who is, like, likely to go for it and also get it? It's got to be Alyssa, if anyone's going to do it. This year, the this yeah, year, I yeah. think Alyssa is the only one left that I would, like, really put money on. Yeah, I don't know how... I mean, Megan is so small. I just, I don't know how she is with the Warped Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I honestly, I don't think... Uh, I, I feel like it might not happen this year. I feel like um, it might happen next year. Yeah, now that they know to like prepare for it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, my my suspicions about Jesse Graff being uh, on the, being a stunt person for Captain Marvel, I feel like it lines up. They started filming right around the time that they were doing this whole uh, filming of American Ninja. I feel like uh, I feel like it, this could be a thing. Yeah, that really makes sense to me, especially knowing that Brie Larson is the star. Like that lines up. Yeah. Uh, so Jesse does uh, amazingly, of course. She's not particularly close on the mega wall, but she does clear the course. Um, and then her exit interview with uh, with Christine was very strange. Was it? She was just like, I don't know. I don't know what just happened. I, I'm just. I just like it. Just happened so fast. And I don't. Like what's happening? And she was like not answering Christine's questions, (laughs) and it it legitimately felt like she was in shock. Like, like, like it it was very strange to me. Yeah, even though nothing particularly shocking happened. Yeah, I don't know. Very strange. Uh, (laughs) But that was uh, that was Jesse. Very excited to see Jesse in top form here. Um, Then finally, we have Isaac Caldero, the thirty-six-year-old rock climber. uh, The only American Ninja Warrior winner. Yeah, which is technically true, whatever, but he's not the only person to beat the whole course. Yes. Uh, I did enjoy how casually dressed he was. He looked like a manager at Target. I feel like like casual is not even how I would describe this. It's like, I I don't know. This is like how everyone dressed in my high school because we had a uniform. He he looks like a walk-on from uh, from like uh, season six. Yeah, I really don't. I feel like if he was going to do the clean shaven thing, he should have also cut his hair. I feel like you got to go one or the other because he still looks like shaggy, you know, but he doesn't will, have the beard. I will say he looks much younger without the mustache. Like, uh, like I I was surprised to see, oh, he's only 36. And uh, and then when I looked at his face without the mustache, I was like, oh, I can actually see that before. I thought he was like in his 40s. No, he should. Uh, he should have made a choice. He should have either kept the mustache or gone all in and uh, cut his hair, too. No, I think uh, Sans mustache is better than anything uh, with the mustache. No, no one is better. 
Sean's mustache. All right. Well, uh, Isaac says in his package, the champ is back. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Uh, we got all, all the top ninjas on the sidelines watching. Drew is here. Yes. Um, and so uh, he takes on the course very slow. Uh, as he takes on the course, but very, very slow, methodical. Um, he does take on the mega wall. Uh, he also does a cool walk over to the mega wall. Mm, Akbar doesn't call it out, though. The only time you can truly have a cool walk is when you're walking to the mega wall. Yes. Um, Akbar says, got a million dollars already. Why not make it a million ten thousand? Yeah, that crisp, clean number of a million ten thousand. Yeah, just like uh, two point six seven. Um, <laughs> he does then fail at the mega wall, but completes the course. Yeah, I definitely understand him going very slowly because this would be so embarrassing for him if he did not qualify. Yes, especially after saying the champ is back. Right. And having all of this hullabaloo and taking the years off and everything. And also talk like apparently had been talking with Matt and uh, Akbar about like, um, I genuinely thought other people would have completed the whole thing by now. I mean, I don't get why they haven't. I guess I need to show them how it's done. Uh, What year did he win? Uh, Season seven? Yeah. So the year before we started podcasting. So he only actually took two years off. It feels like it's been longer. Yeah. Well, it seemed like it was going to be forever. But uh, apparently, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe buying the house and the truck, you know, ran He's out like, of money. Now that I have financial stability, I'm bored. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so that is our episode. We have uh, the leaderboard here. Uh, Michael uh, Boyer, Michael Boyer is the, takes the top spot here by 16 hundredths of a second, followed by Dan Polizzi, then Chris Gange, Travis Rosen, Brad Spine, Kyle Stratman, Rigel Henry, Philip Hockey, Isaac Caldiero, Jesse Lebrecht, and, uh, those are our course finishers. Uh, then the rest of the people went out on the spin hopper, starting with Ethan Swanson, Trevor West, Brian Arnold, Tyler Yamauchi, Nate Tackett, Eric Shepard, James Wilson, Alex Carson, Jonas Duncan, Kyle Schulze, Courtney Timmons, David Wommelsdorf, Mario Brown, Mike Wright, Jesse Moore Moore, uh, Alex Beans, Bines, uh, Mohamed Almazo, Al- Almarzo, uh, Nicole Martinez, Jerry D. Aurelio and Marcelino Riley. So three women in the top 30. Nice. We've been doing well with that. I feel like uh, no more than two women have qualified because of the new rule each episode. Maybe uh, the I first think, one. I, I, can't remember. I think it's usually two, uh, there's usually about two people, two women in the top 30. Um, and then uh, this one, we had three, which I think might be the most so far. Oh, well, um, either way, at least we always have but, like more than one. Yes, there's there's at least I think there's been at least one woman in the top 30 for every single episode so far. Yeah. Um, you could so, fully be making up those names at the end of the leaderboard, just so you know, <laughs> like you read off all these names. And it's like, who are these people? Uh, well, you know, you got to give them their due. And also, if anyone was curious about uh, somebody that we talked about that, you know, may have uh, not known whether or not they made it. Uh, so the women leaderboard here, Jesse Lebrec and Nicole Martinez, uh, or sorry, Jesse Lebrec completed the course, Nicole Martinez, Jerry D. Aurelio, and then Madeline McNeil, uh, all went out on the spin hopper. And then Megan Anton, who is in the montage, who went out, out on the wheel flip is, uh, the fifth place women, w- woman finisher. 
Okay. Mazel, everyone. Yes. I think we're uh, in Philly next week, except they don't actually say it on the <laughs> next time on. You just have to figure it out from like, okay, Najee's talking. Yeah, Alyssa. We, we, yeah we start with Najee. So <laughs> it's like, we know, we know we're going to be in Philly. Okay. But they never actually say it. Uh, yes. Najee and Alyssa are going to be in the next episode. And they, they mentioned there's uh they're, they're talking about like, oh, we got some big rookies, big, big time rookies going to be showing up in Philadelphia. Yeah. All right. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> I want to see my stars. I don't care about these new people. Yeah. Uh, well, that is our episode in Indianapolis, uh, our indie episode. Our indie episode. Yes. Yeah. I-N-D-Y. Mm-hmm. Okay, I figured out what that person our mentions was saying. Apparently, it doesn't take place in Indianapolis. It takes place in Speedway, Indiana. Like they named the whole town after this race. The Indy 500. To be fair, though, Indiana could also be shortened to Indy. Right. That's what I was saying last week. Like, I didn't know if it was in Indianapolis or just in Indiana. Either way, it works. But it's like just outside of Indianapolis. There you go. I also feel like um, I have been... Like, I think that I said last week that I've been to Indianapolis and I lied because I had been to Bloomington. I just assumed that Indiana University, which I visited when I was touring colleges, was in Indianapolis, but it's not. So I just wanted to issue that correction. Wow. Okay. Uh, Who's the news guy that lied about being on the helicopter? Brian Williams. All right, Brian Williams. (laughs) Well, no, because I'm owning up to my mistake. I have not been to Indianapolis. I have been to Bloomington. Uh, well, I'm glad that you're coming out with this information now before you were caught, but uh, I do think we will need to reconsider your position on this podcast, given your uh, your deceptions. Okay, but you're the one who said that Indianapolis and Minnesota, I mean, and Minneapolis were basically the same place. So That's not a lie, though. Uh, that is a lie. <laughs> that is fully a lie that's just uh an informed opinion mine was an error yours was a lie i was informed you've never been to either place informed by knowing how they both sound okay all right that's so the insulting. information so insulting to all of the Minneapolis and Indianapolis residents. Uh, you, I, I, I mean, I feel like you should not be throwing stones in your glass house right now because uh, saying that Australia is basically the same thing as New Zealand is a far worse offense. <laughs> that is an understandable mistake. <laughs> no. <laughs> Their accents sound so similar. Oh, man, you're just digging the hole deeper. That's fair. I feel like you can say that their accents sound similar. I, I don't think so. You don't think they sound similar? I mean, not really. I mean, if you watch Australian Survivor and then you watch Flight of the Concords, like you can hear a difference, but only if you hear them like right next to each other. Well, like I said, just uh, the ignorance and insensitivity to different cultures is astounding sometimes. I apologize on behalf of Rob as a podcast uh, for the opinions of Lita. Um, You know, sometimes she needs some sensitivity training. And uh, this is I'm taking a few weeks off the air to go to a sensitivity training retreat. (laughs) 
yes, so that I stop uh, offending people. I hope that uh, I hope that you don't call for her job, but I would understand if you did. <laughs> um. You're going to get so many letters asking to fire me. You don't have that authority. You're not my real dad. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that is uh episode four of american ninja warrior we will be back uh next week or something like that uh <laughs> we'll be back next week i just I, I couldn't remember if you were gonna be gone or not i was gonna um, go to sensitive to sensitivity training <laughs> yeah so i'll be here uh, next week we will talk about the finale of the ninja versus ninja uh at some point <laughs> we promise eventually yeah. Um, because Lita is going to be busy with the sensitivity training. Um, right. so we'll, we'll figure out when we can do that. Uh, but other than that, we'll be back next week to talk about Philly and Naji and Alyssa and, uh, these rookies. Yes. Um, also keep your eye on the wrap ups feed for a special podcast that I have coming up next week. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to promo it yet, but just look out for that. If you like uh, women and a certain Netflix series <laughs> that uh, a group of women may be covering that may have five people involved. Um, so look out for that. And also, uh, so you think you can announce we're doing some sporadic coverage of that this summer we'll probably whenever they finish up the auditions and head to the academy we'll uh, record for that all right well you heard it here first if you like women subscribe to the uh reality tv wrap-ups and if you don't subscribe you're a misogynist that's what so, i heard yeah that's that's what matters so uh, if you are not a misogynist subscribe to our podcast yeah. and all the other great podcasts on their hop-ups feed Yes, the Taryn show is on that feed. I recently re-released my uh, my very first interview with Brent when he was talking about his uh, experience in the staircase trial. Um, Netflix uh, recently released that documentary, re-released that documentary um, with three new episodes and uh, everyone's talking about it. So if you have been watching or if you are curious about watching and you want to get Brent's perspective um, it, if, on his uh, involvement in that trial then uh listen to that podcast it's uh back out on itunes and the taryn show and on reality tv or hap ups and of course big brother 20 starting up so make sure you check out all the coverage for that uh and uh find me on twitch and all that good stuff yeah and on instagram <laughs> yeah Find Taryn's poppin' Instagram at Taryn underscore, underscore Armstrong. At some point, there may be a post. Really? Do you have something in the works? No, I'm just oh. saying at some point in the future. It could be years from now. At some point, you're going to follow someone and it's going to be really confusing. When, just the one person that you follow. When I uh, compete on American Ninja Warrior and I take a photo of Akbar um, from the top of the warped wall, I will Instagram it. Okay, we'll is that a Instagram promise? our photos of each other. You and Akbar? He's yeah. never going to Instagram that photo. Well, that, that's the I'm going to I'm going to go on the show and I'm going to be like, Akbar, if I make it to the top of that wall, I, I want you to promise me that you're going to Instagram the photo of me. Okay, that's a good challenge. You're not going to make them wear like a silly hat or something like a robot hat, like an antenna. No, because I, I feel like uh, I feel like getting on Akbar's Instagram is probably better for my brand than having them wear silly hats. Would you try to like do the the robot ninja? Like, would you call yourself that, <laughs> or is that already a thing? I feel like that's already someone. Yeah, it's Matt Wilder or something. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. 
you can just apparently we can just take other people's nicknames now. Paul Casimir can be stripped of his title. So personally, I feel like uh, I, I don't deserve a nickname until I uh, at least complete a qualifying course. No, but I feel like a lot of people do that just to get on like they have their character or That's whatever. True. But I, I don't need those gimmicks because uh, you're you not know, a big gimmick guy. I feel like I don't think of you as a big gimmick guy. Um, anyway, you can follow me on Instagram. I actually do post. Um, it's at Lita Grammed. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lita Tweeted. There you go. And you can find me at Armstrong Taren. You can find the podcast on iTunes, American Ninja Warrior Hap Ups. You can also find it on robiswebsite.com. And uh, if you want to reach out to us about this podcast, you can uh, use the hashtag uh, two and a half. No, yeah. I don't think you can use Two that hashtag. Is the hashtag. No, uh, I think spelled just... out words, words spelled out. Um, no, the hashtag is Shauna Na account. <laughs> no, it's two and a half. Tell us where uh, you land on the hashtag Shauna Na account. Um, make sure you let us know uh, how much you enjoyed the podcast and how much you support uh, two and a half. Um, So thank you for listening. We will see you next week when hopefully the Shannon account will be uh, up to three and a half. (laughs) No. We're gonna have we're gonna have one third of a shanana where Akbar just says Shah, and then that'll bring my count to a very even number. It's never gonna happen. Yes, it will. We'll see. All right. See you guys next time. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Jerry and Lito will tell you how. They can't do it themselves because they're not that strong. This is the American Ninja Warrior Thank you.